0: Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. three songs. Bobby Mike. Episode 64 there, Robert. There April we go, 9th. yeah. April 9th, 2018. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good. I'm pretty good, good actually. Yeah, excited to hear the music tonight. We, I think I'm going to hear a lot of things that I'm rather unfamiliar
0: with. Well, good. We had uh, we had a little hiatus. We came back last night, and we're going right back at it again tonight. So no no extended hiatus this time. Back at it, and I'm starting it right in. I'm diving right in What
1: are you going to say New York
0: City New York City 1975 And here you go This leads little introduction So I'm going to give it Very little introduction I'll just say One of the greatest Debut seven inches Ever released On Ork Records 1975 This is television Little Johnny Jewel.
1: Perfect
2: down to the airport, the rush, the roar, and he down behind the fence with a chest full of lights, and then he sense. the price. All you gotta do for that guy is wink your eye.
0: Television there, Bob. So it's 1975, New York City. You're a band, you're putting out your first 7-inch, okay? You're a band. You're There's a band. There's no band like that. You, you're putting wow. out your first 7-inch and you say, yeah, we want to release the 7-minute long song as our first Is that sound. how
1: long that was? Well, it didn't feel that long. I guess that's credit to how excellent it was. Yeah.
0: I mean, the interplay, I mean, 1975, like, what was going on musically in 1975? Uh, you know, like, the middle of the year, and well, the I guess summer. The baller-
1: underground would have been kicking about in their scene right
0: well they were a little it was a little past the velvet underground certainly but the velvet underground were were they were obviously a cult band you know i mean television was hugely influenced by them but that was not what was popular
1: it yeah took, but that was their scene i mean i think that they yeah. really cared about their scene i'm sure there's probably 20 other cool bands that we've never
0: perhaps but you know i mean uh, granted that was on orc records but um you know later electro released marquee moon their debut record you know i mean they dropped that record in the middle of a a music environment that was dealing with like the hustle and uh,
1: oh yeah big time disco you know um, everything and actually things that you know, a lot of funk
0: i mean that that, right and that's and that's and that's pre-Ramones, too. You know, I mean, the guitar interplay. Oh, it's pre-Buzzcocks. I'm going to play yeah. a
1: magazine next, but, like, it's pre-Buzzcocks. Or it's, like, you know, when the Buzzcocks were, you know, were kicking about. Yeah. In England. But, like, you know, they wouldn't have been aware of that. Right. Because, right. You know, that's the thing. is like, I think, you know, back then, I think, you know, New York scene. New York was a very tough town in the 70s. Yep. And, uh, and there was things going on. I mean, there was places for them to play.
0: Sure, CBGBs, and CBs, of yeah. course,
1: Max's, and, yeah. You know, I'm sure a handful of other venues. There's places for them to play. I don't know who went to the show. It was, it was all pre-punk, but like you know, there was, there was a rock scene in place. It's New York City, so there was, of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we're talking about some incredibly talented people, right? Making you know distinctly original music that was, you know, heavily influential.
0: Right. And, you know, the interesting thing to me, like my experience with television, when I first got into and heard about punk rock and learned, you know, like punk rock was in the 70s in New York. It was television. It was Richard Hell. It was the Ramones. It was Blondie. It was... Uh, talking Heads. But Blondie was
1: like a crossover.
0: Yeah, know? but but they were all label, labeled punk. It was Patti Smith. Like these were a bunch yeah, of Patty bands sure. that sounded nothing like each other, but their common approach labeled them punk. You know, and and there was not really a punk sound so much as a punk. Well, they were punk
1: by default. They yeah, were creating, they were creating the the. They were creating
0: punk. Right, and, you know, even a band like Marquee Moon, first... The album, yeah. Or, sorry, um, album like Marquee Moon, a band like Television, uh, you know, Television's first seven-inch, seven minutes long. Marquee Moon, the title track, is ten minutes long. I mean, these are not punk-esque songs, and in a well, lot of ways... we know punk, but, like... No. You know,
1: I think it was just, like, truly original rock music, what they were doing, and I think a lot of what they were doing was, like, Influenced by freaky jazz people,
0: it it, it absolutely was. You and know, was I mean, plenty of
1: those kicking about New York as well. Some of
0: know. that, you uh, you heard it on on Little Johnny Jewel. Some of the guitar interplay going on between Richard Lloyd and Tom Verlaine. Uh, you know, it's, that's not the sort of stuff you would normally hear in a rock band. And the from, drummer was incredible at the time. Yeah, <laughs>
1: what was his name? At, uh, was that um,
0: is that, that Billy Ficka?
1: Yeah, yeah. fika, yeah. Um, fika. 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 Yes. Uh
0: you know, just classic, classic stuff. So and anyway, uh when I first Well that heard, was you
1: know, like you know, considering you know, for what it was and the time it was made, it was extremely well recorded.
0: Absolutely. And and when I first heard Marky e. Moon when I, when I, you know, was I think discovering the Ramones in high school and discovering the Clash and the Sex Pistols, I, I kind of didn't know what to make of television. It left me a little cold, and it took me a long time to really appreciate how great they were and ahead of their time they were as a band and how great that album is and just how nuanced it is. And I think, really, it took me until probably... In my 30s, you know, until I really, like you said, like experienced jazz, got into a lot of broader musical uh, sounds that I came back to and really fell in love with an album like Marky Moon. So,
1: Well, I mean, you know, you're a Minutemen fan. That's true. And, you know, they were obviously big fans of that band.
0: They were. They were. But... So. Uh, you know, I think- but I mean,
1: I'll tell you like a quick story about my own personal experience with that with television is I checked, it was back in the day, I was like, you know, 12, 13, you could, you know, you checked records out of the library and it was in the public library in Cheshireville County in the, right. on the south side of Richmond. Right. And I checked it out and it was like, you know, it was, it was something my 13 year old years couldn't understand. Yeah. Whereas at the same time, like. I would have, during the same era I would have listened to like entertainment by gang of four and I could get that yeah a lot easier like it was just easier for me to grasp right right you know, as as were a lot you know more poppy bands that I'd listened to at the time so it was like it was like too much for you know this this suburban kid at right. the time like I right. didn't understand I mean to me it's like very much like city life 70s city life which is something i couldn't relate to as a kid
0: right you right know. and i'm i'm right there with you i mean for me marky e. moon especially but all you know, all of television stuff it, like it's 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 a grower it's the kind of thing that re- it, it really rewards repeated listening it's not the sort of thing that's going to grasp you like you know uh blitzkrieg bop on the first listen and make you jump up and down right something that's
1: you know pretty easy to grasp right
0: right 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 and so i think because of that i mean obviously television is celebrated um but but i think because of that their their reach is it's different in a lot of ways you know i mean i'm hearing the ramones as theme music for nbc tv shows now you know you're not really hearing that with television um anyway
1: I no, they guess. were too weird you know they too were jazzy too weird they weren't easily digestible and i guess you know they, they still aren't but i think that they are justifiably appreciated and um you know you know you know maybe like you you know like you said quite frequently maybe not as much as they should be but um you know they i think you know they definitely have their influence and you know, perhaps more kids should listen to them. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. So,
0: well, you're you're yeah. gonna you're gonna pivot to. I'm just gonna
1: move us ahead of a couple, just a couple yeah. of years. I'm gonna, you know, take us you know to another legendary band, and it, uh, I think this, I believe their first studio album, which was on Virgin and released mm-hmm. in 1978, very much a huge part of the early Manchester scene. For sure. Which you know is you could parallel that. New York City in a lot of ways um another rough tough town in the 70s and this is a magazine and it's off uh, their album Real Life and uh, you've heard this before of right Of course oh yeah Yeah the light pours out of me by magazine
0: Magazine, there, Bob.
1: See, you know, the interesting thing about that song, it was Howard Devoto, right? Who, sing, who sings on it? Yeah, that was I perhaps intended to be a Buzzcocks song because it was co-written with Pete Shelley. Mm. And Devoto, know you know, he left. He he left the Buzzcocks in '77, and I, I don't know how he would have. Obviously, it was you know pretty amicable. Because he was able, you know, to put out two songs on the record, including the first single, the name of which escapes me right now, um, and form a new band. And that was actually, a, you know, it was, it was a that was a, a shot, chart an album that reached the charts in the UK.
0: Shot by both sides, was that also written? Yeah, yeah, you? shot,
1: yeah, co-written by Pete Shelley. Yeah, really? shot by both sides. So and and didn't
0: uh, like a later Buzzcocks reunion feature Howard Devoto?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a reunion. Yeah. It's a
0: reunion. Right, but, yeah. I mean, Howard DeVoto was really only on, I think, was he on the first couple seven inches? He, was he even on the first album? Buzz Coxhead? I wouldn't
1: know that off the top of my head. Yeah.
0: Because uh, yeah. I know he was an early member. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he left and formed Magazine, uh, which, you know, interestingly enough, I mean, I guess you can hear some of the... Some of the, the the similarities, but in a lot of ways, you know, sonically kind of sound completely different. Two bands that sound completely different from each other.
1: Well, they were more. Magazine was more sort of like new wave
0: and darker, a lot darker.
1: Just, darker and slower. Yeah. And like you know, you talked about Ramones earlier. Ramones and Buzzcocks. Like there's a lot of crossover between their fans. They mm-hmm. kind of played sort of hyper punk. Right. And Magazine was like, you know, like you're saying, moodier and, and darky and Brooding. a much heavier vibe. Yeah. And their their, their, their album, which I p- prefer to that one, Secondhand Daylight, the album that came out in 79, is really heavy vibes.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Really just sort of ice cold and dark. But anyways. They're a good interesting band. Interesting band. A band yeah. that actually, you know, as Reunited uh, Magazine did a bunch of brilliant shows. I'd say like probably around five six years ago i know they played at royal albert hall my friend john's on he's a huge fan he said they were absolutely brilliant live hmm. and uh which is you know pretty impressive
0: yeah it's
1: hard, hard to do of old men get up there and play brilliantly so right. they brought the house down so.
0: hard, hard to do hard to, hard to bring it 40 years later
1: hard, hard harder than harder, harder than you could possibly imagine
0: <laughs> i can only guess yeah, yeah. uh all right. Well, I'm going to go more current with my next song.
1: Oh, I'll follow you up with some current. Though. Okay,
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm going to play a band. They're um, going to jump
1: ahead, like you know, to like
0: forty years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to not too far, I guess. You know, like uh, you went across the ocean. Just drive I'm,
1: up the M1. You're going to drive up the M1. I, to, I,
0: I I guess so. To to Glasgow.
1: Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm I'm just like trying to pretend, Yeah, i mean... I'm not looking at a roadmap. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) But your tickets to Glasgow are. Glasgow.
0: I'm going to play a band. um, It's a duo, I believe, two women. Um, I'll play it and then we'll talk. It's uh, their current. This came out in 2016. This is a band called Sacred Paws, P A W S. Like Dog Paws. Like Dog Paws. paws. That's right. Like Ghosty or Ragsy or or whoever um, yeah. but uh, yeah th- uh, this is Sacred Pause. song is Strike a Match dance to this one Bob okay thank you <laughs> I will title track from their debut record it came out last year, Sacred Paws. Okay,
1: so you're telling me, like, that's just two musicians on that, and you think there was a bass player?
0: Well, so I think it's a duo. I think that song had uh, a few other folks on it. But, yes, the band themselves, it's uh, its two women. It's led by two women. They, they... It's,
1: a, it's a, a like a, a drummer. The, the guitar player's unreal. She's fantastic. <laughs> <coughs> Really, really good, and the drummer's great too. Yeah, that's that's a really cool song, really groovy song. Yeah, you. I mean, you. What's can it sa- called again? What's it called again? Sacred
0: Pause. Sacred Pause is the name of the band, the song, and album. They're both called Strike a Match. It's available still. You know, you can order it, uh, buy direct, buy support the artists. Uh, the LP is available for twenty dollars and twelve cents. I don't know if that includes shipping. Um, rock Action Records is the name of the label. Uh, so, yeah, you like it, pick, go buy it.
1: Yeah, cool new entry in the Glasgow scene as far as I it, know.
0: Absolutely, you know, I mean, in fun... You know, like a, a little taste of Talking Heads, even and the other the other thing I love I, I have to say I'm a sucker for hand claps and that song has some some nice hand claps. I wanted to do a theme. why not have hand claps. I wanted to do a claps, theme show of, of just yeah. hand hand clap songs. You already played barbecue by Wendy Renee, so I couldn't do that one. So yeah, I and mean, for
1: uh, you know easy easy made percussion is very underrated <laughs> that's right that's right it's like an instant so easy. party you yeah you know yeah
0: just just add hand claps so uh yeah I like that band it's, it's a really good record too
1: anyways i'm gonna spin us over to toronto and i'll keep us current okay we're gonna go to toronto which is a, a great rock city and um i was wondering what Four AD was up to a few years ago yeah, okay, because I haven't really thought much about 4AD, so like I was like, I'm gonna check out what's going on on 4AD, and like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you tell your story. Ivo,
1: Ivo watts russells like, uh, yeah, um, yeah, you know who, like I believe lives in Santa Fe, and I think he sold half the label. Um, back when I lived in New York, I knew um, uh, a couple of people that worked there that were good friends of mine, uh, Vicky Wheeler. And, um, but like I lost touch with what was going on in 4AD. So I was like, I wonder what's going on in 4AD. They still exist. So I stumbled upon this band, US Girls from Toronto, which is the, you know, the, there's a, a, a focal point in this band, a woman called Megan Remy or Remy, R-E-M-Y. Um, I think she's Illinois born and went to school out in Oregon or something. And she put out a really cool record that I really dug called Half Free. And, This is uh, probably my favorite song on the record, but I love the whole record. It's called Serural Feelings.
0: So, Bob, you know, if I were cooler than I was, than I am, I might go see them because they're playing in my town this week.
1: Oh, cool, yeah, you should go see
0: them. I, I should, but I probably won't because well, yeah, you, know, no, you know how that like, works.
1: Well, this is interesting because, like, so, I thought today, like, I should, I should play that song, right? And, like, this is, a you know, a band that's been around since 2007. And I'm going to, you know check and see what's up so they put out a brand new record so i guess that's why they're touring they put out a record just the other day okay it's it's an album called in a poem unlimited and it's getting a huge response okay so i listened to it today and it's quite a bit different than that yeah and i'm not i'm not sure i mean it's obviously you know when you listen to a record by a band that you like that you're relatively unfamiliar with and you listen to the new stuff and you're, you know, kind of a little bit worried that it's not gonna be as good as the previous stuff you've heard because you want to be a fan, sure, that kind of thing. Of course.
0: Yeah, I talked about it last show.
1: Yeah. So anyways, this is like um this is a song off the brand new record by US Girls you, playing in Brooklyn in a few days.
0: You're playing too, oh. yeah. Yeah, playing yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, this
1: is this is a Velvet for Sale, and you can tell me what you think of the you know the movement between 2015 or 16 and today. Okay, this is off off of Megan's new album, In a Poem Unlimited, also on 4AD. This is Velvet for Sale.
0: So I think I'm with you, Bob.
1: Yeah, I'm not so like I can't groove to that like as much. So I like, guess it's just like uh, yeah. Well, it just sounds like big, big, like big to me. It sounds big, and that and that's the irony which is, is good. You know, is, maybe good for her. It's a business. You know
0: that like. that song has more of a groove, but it feels cold, you know. And the other one has more of a mood and feels very personal, and yeah, feels very distinct.
1: It's the, a tough step. For the, her. Yeah,
0: that's fair. I mean, maybe you, we talked earlier about songs and albums that are growers, and maybe that's just a grower. Maybe that's the sort of thing that rewards multiple listens. But at first listen, I felt like the the first song you played, "Sororal Sororal Feelings," really, I thought it was
1: unique. I think it's like a really unique song. Like it's really it, cool. It's it, got a vibe, like a really great vibe, a great
0: vibe, and a perspective that you haven't heard a bunch of times it felt like you said like it felt really unique original, like, it like, felt you know, original almost, yeah it, it felt like a a voice not just i don't mean that as a you know speaking voice or singing voice but like a a voice a perspective and the newer song it felt a little kind of bland it felt
1: like a career move or something it
0: felt it felt fine it was pleasant
1: but an easy list, and Obviously, it's an easy list. Yeah, it's
0: like, it's um, perhaps a little forgettable. I mean,
1: not not a whole lot of edge to it.
0: Not you know a I whole mean? lot of edge to it. No, and you know, it's funny. The reason why I laughed when you said what 4AD was up to these days. Um, remember when I played Deer Hunter?
1: Yeah, they're they're like one of the 4AD big bands. They are.
0: They're a 4AD band. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's you know. This, one of
1: the 4AD. think they're probably the most beloved 4AD band right now. Current. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so definitely. So there you go. Yeah. Like Mark hogans he, he described them the other night as his favorite current band.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are really into them. And, and, and oh, as yeah. it as it turned out, I mean, I don't know. I like the song I played. The reason why I played it is because I like it. But uh, a lot of people, the, the feedback I got was it's maybe not a representative song of their their stuff. I, some people said I picked the worst song on their best record. So eh, there
1: you go. Really? But, okay. Well, yeah. there you go. You know, you're the deer hunter guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I have a funny idea of what sounds good to paraphrase David Lowry and Camperville. Well, Vendetta, we all do so. on
1: Three Songs Pod. That's Where are you right. going next? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was an excellent paraphrase. <laughs> and next, an excellent lyrical reference <laughs> you, out of the uh, David Lowry songbook. But... You, you
0: like that? Okay, yeah. I figured you'd oh, get I that love one. Oh, that
1: lyric. I have a funny idea of what sounds
0: good. <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and, and, and you're going to show us right now.
0: That's that's right. Well, maybe this isn't that funny. I don't know. This is a band um they were around in the mid 80s. They released w- one record that I think is fantastic. And then, uh, you know, I mean, you, we talked about it a little bit with that last band, U.S. Girls. Love, I'm love. to keep us
1: in Glasgow.
0: I'm going to keep us in Glasgow. I love, love, love their first record. And uh, everything after uh, just leaves me cold. But this first record is, it's just, it's perfect pop, guitar, pop, the, the, the guitar is ama- like a like of just fantastic guitar playing amazing lyrics amazing songwriting you know like when i think of my favorite guitar rock albums of the 80s come on i'm serious man this one is 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 i mean i don't know i don't want to make top 10, top 20, top 50. But this is an album that I come back to over and over again. Every time I listen to it, it feels fresh and feels original and feels familiar, but feels just like really, really good. So I'm going to play maybe a couple songs because they go right into each other. They're short, so uh, bear with me. From the debut record of Delamitri, believe it or not, if you haven't heard it, I know you've heard it, Bob, but if you're listening and you haven't heard it, listen to it for the first time, and uh, yeah, check it out. No, uh, oh, I, th-
1: I think they got lost on their path, too.
0: They did. They absolutely got lost on their path. Vict-
1: they, victims. I mean, who knows? Like, you play the great songs. Play the great yeah. songs.
0: Guys. Yeah, this is this is this this was on an a and record, you know, and then after that, they reached for the, the brass ring, and I think they fell a little short. I mean, I don't know. They had their own success, but... Um, Great, great stuff. I mean, in, in their own way. And the rest will follow. In their own way could have been <laughs> as big as you're, some of those. You're me- quoting Lowery, I'm quoting David Lowry. I'm quoting Envy. There you go. There you go. Play Delmetri. There you go. Uh, this is I Was Here, and then we'll go, we'll go straight into Crows in the Wheatfield. Delmetri. Cool.
1: Cool.
3: out tongues in the land of the gun All the sweating was getting near But though her head was hung Saying I did not become her I keep writing, I-
0: So for my money, that album, those songs, right up there with the best of the go-betweens and bands like Orange Juice and...
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. They're just kind of like... At the peak of their powers, they were just kind of updating Edwin Collins and Roddy Frame's work, weren't they? A lot, yeah.
0: But amazing lyrics, really good songs. You know, I mean, as good as...
1: Once they tried to make the transition from being like working the Aztec camera orange juice axis they kind of failed.
0: Well yeah. I mean they, they kinda of went they went for they went
1: south as we say in Glasgow. Yeah. They went south. They
0: they, they reached up and <laughs> went down. But that's okay. Uh, I still love that debut record. And, they try to be rock stars or and, something. And, and, and I I just pretend <laughs> that's all they ever did.
1: So well that's a good move I think. I'm gonna do a weird thing now. Um
0: Bring it home strong, man.
1: Well, I'm going to play one of my favorite bands of all time, D. Kreutzen from Milwaukee. That's bringing it home
0: strong, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And a band that I'll go back to, I'm sure, you know, at various times. And this is... um,
0: Another underappreciated band.
1: Oh, big time. Um, A wonderful band that also suffered with a difficult transition between playing incredible punk rock and then, you know trying to do whatever in their in their later period this is actually their kind of their mid-period album i believe it's 1986 and this is cool breeze which lord knows we're experiencing in this part of the country <laughs> <laughs> relentlessly somebody said today on facebook uh a guy I know here in town said good morning it's february 68th <laughs> and so, this is cool breeze off of the album october file by de Kroyzen.
0: Well, that sets a mood
1: yeah so anyway my point my point is it's like same label uh uh-huh. touch and go everything decoits and put out was on touch and go yeah and same label hairway to steven Buttle surfers rocky listen to this My point is, like, <clears throat> two bands, like, rooted in, like, absolute hardcore punk rock chaos. One from Milwaukee, one from Texas, both on the same label. October File by Decretson, Cool Breeze came out in 86. And Rocky, Hairway to Steven, came out in 1988. And you can't tell me that, like, one band did not have a huge influence on the other. To, and it was like, to me, it's like, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. To me, it's a beautiful thing because it's like, we're playing with this band. This band's great. Let's make a song like Cool Breeze that's also about an old surfer song.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that because in a way, and and you've talked about like your areas of ignorance. For me, de Kroetsen is a complete area of ignorance. And partly because I think I just because of the name, mistakenly, I mean, I knew, I always knew they were from the Midwest, but, like, I always wrote them off as, like, a German band. Uh, as a,
1: oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, they're pure Milwaukee. Yeah. That hurt them, too, like. It did. Um, it, it certainly yeah.
0: did. And
1: I actually um, was part of a documentary talking about D. and, like, why, like, they went from being, like, you know, the one of the most influential bands of the 80s, from the start of hardcore, like 80s hardcore. And when they tried to make their transition rather awkwardly and their late period stuff's amazing. It's amazing. Like and then like seeing them live and like it was amazing to go see them live because like the same bands, the same people that would go see like everything grunge in New York, there'd be like 40 people, for De Creighton and their shows were unreal like unbelievable and it was like they like you couldn't figure out what's going on with their style they couldn't figure it out like the guitar player looked like a member of the cure he was wearing like a synthetic leather jacket with eye makeup on and like dan kubinski at the time had like really long hair and like they were freaking great his voice is so amazing like totally one of the most overlooked and forgotten bands but like You know, obviously, But old Surfers, like, respected them to the point where they made a song that sounded just like Cool Breeze, you know, on the same label, two years after. Right.
0: Right. And...
1: I mean, like, you gotta admit, like, the similarities between that song are striking.
0: For sure. For sure. For sure. But, you know, I mean, in a way, it almost sounds like... And I think I had heard and I would imagine... When I think of them, I think of them as more of a hardcore band...
1: Well, yeah, the early stuff's all hard car, hardcore, and like you know, they they were fantastic live, like relentless, just right, relentless,
0: right. And so, you playing "Cool Breeze," it almost felt like it had the atmosphere of a Butthole Surfers song. It was almost, it was as if like they wrote that song, but they were doing an homage to the Butthole Surfers, and then the Butthole Surfers. Return the favor by essentially ripping the song off.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they weren't actually doing any homage at all. They, like, D. Kruysen was trying to adjust themselves.
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: Out of playing, like, you know, how, you know, what can you do playing hard and fast? You
0: sure. know what I mean?
1: Like, you know, how many years can you play just, like, hard and fast and be, like, really great at being hard and fast like D. Kruysen was? And, like, D. Kruysen would, like, just like Minuteman like, they would they would tour relentlessly. They'd do, like, the Jamicano, like... 60 shows and 55 days and you know double matinees and adult shows and they they'd play in richmond and stuff and you know they were mind-blowing there was a time like when they were clearly the best punk rock band in the 80s like in a lot of ways like in terms of like relentlessly touring and being great being underappreciated
0: big words big words mr Nisanovich, but i like it
1: oh one of the best bands of all time you know and opinion and like and, and in fact they're, it, they're incredibly underappreciated later period stuff it you know wasn't recorded properly but like live was scintillating like i mean it's a huge favorite of of mine and oh, i had the pleasure of seeing them many times with david berman in the new york city area and we would just be like you know it's so easy to get a drink at the bar there's no one here and like, you know essentially we're going to see the best band in the world you know like, you know, that guy's an amazing singer. But uh, anyway, that's all beside the point. Great doing another program with you.
0: It's been fun. Thank yeah, you, we'll sir. Yeah, we'll be
1: back soon. I think we went all over the map.
0: We yeah. did. We did. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. And uh, yeah. thanks for hanging in, those of you who are listening to The Bear. End. Definitely the
1: only podcast that ever started with television and played Delamitri and... <laughs> A couple other weird songs, and then dude, I think this probably might be our freakiest show ever.
0: So, uh, eh, maybe
1: keep it, keep it freaky, keeping keep it, it freaky. freaky over there. All yep. right, next, next, next show, you hook me with like you know, Sonny Sherrick or something like that. So, you got
0: it, you got it. I can, I All can right. bring Sunny. All right,
1: thanks, All Bob. Right, my man. Have a great night.
0: You too, man.